Hey everybody, Nick Espinosa, your chief security fanatic here, and today we are talking about the U.S. government because they have a major document security problem. Now, amazingly, today's problem that I'm talking about is not former President Trump's classified document situation at Mar-a-Lago. It is also not about former Vice President Pence's classified document situation at his residence in Indiana. I'm also not talking about President Biden's classified document situation in his locked garage next to his Corvette. All of those and this new one that I'm about to talk about are indicative of a much bigger problem we have in the U.S. government. So let's dive right in. Now, this is coming from CNN, and here's what's going on in the wake of the Roe v. Wade leak before that decision was announced. If you recall, basically a draft of the decision was leaked to the public, an investigation went on, and that is the backdrop of this because some Supreme Court justices are often using personal email accounts for sensitive transmissions instead of the secure service that are set up to guard that kind of info. And that is among other security lapses not made public in the court's report on their investigation last month into the Roe v. Wade leak. Now, new details revealed to CNN by multiple sources basically familiar with the court's operations offer an even more detailed picture of years-long lax internal procedures that could have endangered security, led to the leak, and hindered the investigation into who actually leaked the information. Supreme Court employees uh, were also using printers that did not produce logs, or they were able to print sensitive documents off-site without tracking, and also burn bags. Those are those bags that basically you put documents in to ensure the safe destruction of the materials were left open and unattended in hallways in the Supreme Court building. That is absolutely crazy. Quote, this has been going on for years, according to one former employee. Now, the problem with the justices' use of emails persisted in part because some justices were slow to adopt to the technologies and some court employees were nervous about confronting them to urge them to take precautions, according to one of the sources. And obviously, how do you go to a Supreme Court justice and say, Madam or Sir, you're doing it wrong? Such behavior, though, meant that the justices were not setting an example to take security seriously. So this is the situation that we face. We have millions of sensitive to deeply classified documents and other types of information that the U.S. government is supposed to have a secure handle on, but clearly we don't. That's the first issue. The first issue is the amount of sensitive material, whatever the classification, that we are not handling or, 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 or basically having good controls around. But what is the second issue? The second issue is the disparity in justice for those who violate handling procedures and policies. Now, think about it this way. Love or hate any of the people that I mentioned previously, but does anybody think that former President Trump or former Vice President Pence or even current President Biden will ever see any type of prison time for what is literally breaking the law? But we have plenty of examples of regular government employees facing just that for similar offenses. These are the ones that are not in the news every day. They're not leading the nations in some way, shape, or form, and now we can throw the Supreme Court justices on there. So, Let's go down the list real quick because these are people just like you and I that nobody's really heard of that are basically caught up in something similar but faced actual jail time. There's Asia Janae Lever Leverello. She's a former uh, Defense Department employee and she was sentenced about a year ago to three months in prison after admitting to taking materials containing classified information to her hotel room and also to her personal resident. 
residence. On top of that, there's retired Lieutenant Colonel Benjamin Pierce Bishop, who was arrested in Hawaii and charged with one count of unlawfully retaining documents related to national defense and one count of willfully communicating national defense information to a person not entitled to receive such information. For the record, that is not like the Russians or the Chinese. That is just a relation to him. So, court papers allege that Bishop, who was working um, basically for a defense contractor, stored 12 documents containing classified information in his residence. 12 documents, as opposed to the hundreds that Trump had, or the dozens, apparently, that Biden has, and I think Pence has like a dozen as well. The documents further allege that Bishop willfully communicated that information with a woman that he was having a relationship with. Now, he pled guilty in March of 2014. He was sentenced to more than seven years in prison, followed by three years of supervised release. For the record, his girlfriend at the time was a Chinese national. So take that for what it's worth, uh, but, but there you go. Now, on top of this, former National Security Agency contractor Harold Martin was arrested for what federal prosecutors described as a theft of top-secret government information, and he had been doing that for about 20-ish years. Now, to be clear, to be clear, I could not find any evidence or accusations of him giving these documents to foreign adversaries, let alone personal relationships and all of that. Martin pled guilty to the willful retention of national security and national defense information in March of 2019. In July 2019, he was sentenced to nine years in prison, followed by three years of supervised relief. Uh, release. Excuse me. On top of that, former defense contractor and sailor Weldon Marshall was arrested for unlawfully retaining classified information stored on compact disks and computer hard drives that he kept in his home in Texas. The information included classified documents from his time with the U.S. Navy and basically his time uh, as a defense contractor in Afghanistan as well. Marshall pled guilty in March of 2018, sentenced in June of that year to three years in prison, followed by a year of supervised release as well. Former CIA contractor Ronaldo Regis pled guilty to charges of unauthorized removal and retention of classified materials, as well as making false statements to federal uh, law enforcement uh, officers. Prosecutors said that during his time at the CIA, Reyes conducted unauthorized searches of classified databases and copied information into dozens of notebooks, meaning he wrote it down, which he took home. In November of 2018, Reyes was sentenced to 90 days in jail. Regis's lawyer told the Associated Press and other news outlets that he, he quote, had no nefarious purpose it was just a mistake. Kendrick Kingsbury, for example, an employee in the FBI's Kansas City Division, was indicted on two counts of having unauthorized possession of documents related to national defense. The court documents allege that Kingsbury removed sensitive material and classified documents from her workplace over a period of more than 12 years and kept them at her home. One of those documents included information on Al-Qaeda members in Africa, including a suspected associate of Al-Qaeda founder Osama bin Laden, and on and on and on and on. And for the record, I am excluding those cases where there was confirmed intent to try and sell or give information to adversaries. Okay, you might have a, a girlfriend of Chinese origin. That doesn't necessarily mean she's a spy, although given his position, it is logical to conclude. But the intent of these people were not necessarily to say, I'm going to violate the law. There are plenty of examples of people that said, I am selling this documentation to U.S. adversaries, and those are not who I'm listing here. These are the ones where we could not find intent in a court of law to say that they actually were working for a foreign government in some way, shape, or form. So then that begs the question, 
Why should leadership, Trump, Biden, Pence, etc., the Supreme Court justices, get a pass if they're found guilty? Now, so far, Trump, Pence, or Biden have not had any kind of trial. And how on earth, for the record, do you put a Supreme Court justice on trial? But honestly, does anyone even think they're going to get to the trial stage, even if there is overwhelming evidence? And there is, to, to that point, overwhelming evidence. We literally all saw the raid on Mar-a-Lago. President Biden admitted that he had documents in his locked garage next to his Corvette. Mike Pence basically admitted it as well, willfully, like Biden, letting the FBI in to come and search everything he owns, just like Biden did. Trump and Pence may go under trial because they're out of office. Biden might face that when he leaves office. But if I were a betting man, I don't think that's going to happen. And so this is a problem that we have. If, if really we are electing officials, then they are working for us, which means I don't care if, you know, you're that random guy that was just writing stuff down in a notebook and had to spend years in prison, uh, you know, not to mention probation after that of, of supervision. Why, why does anybody get a pass on this? I know that if I'm handling sensitive information or documentation for the U.S. government, that is a basically a sacrosanct thing that I'm going to make sure I am not carrying that or retaining that anywhere that is not a secure facility that the government does not approve of. And so when you've got people that are doing this, maybe they think, oh, my God, this is cool. I'm breaking the law, I'm circumventing this, but I have no desire to, you know, help a foreign adversary of the United States, and you're getting prison time when you've got people that are actually at the top echelons of government, like former presidents, vice presidents, and Supreme Court justices, all handling information in literally an illegal way, and yes, you are violating both compliance and in some cases criminal law when you are doing this, there has to be consequences, and if there isn't, it really erodes the trust and faith that we, the electorate, would have in the elected officials of the United States. This can't stand in that way. So I think that what should happen here is, quite frankly, if there is enough evidence, I don't care if it's a sitting president or not, there needs to be a trial, there needs to be a conviction if found guilty. And so that's my two cents. I'd love to hear from you, but I think, I think anybody that's reasonable would simply agree that if we have one standard for classified handling, it has to apply to everybody, from the janitor to the president of the United States. And if we can't agree on that, we have an even serious, more serious problem than I thought we do. And please like, share, follow me here on Facebook and Twitter at Nick AESP, where I promise you I will not be exposing classified documents, nor on YouTube, where you should subscribe to me. And as always, stay safe, stay online, please attempt to stay private. And if you handle classified documentation in any which way, please do it safely, securely, and legally. Take care.